Hello, and welcome to episode 119 of the Colby Cast, your place for community and conversation and pop culture and storytelling. And I'm so excited because Ahsoka is coming out, and it's coming out in a matter of hours. So, hello, Caleb. Hello, Luke. Let's talk about Ahsoka Tano, guys. I'm super excited. Hi. Wait, who is that? What? Huh? Who are we talking about? Only like one of your favorite characters, because do you know that I actually went back and look at our notes from our very first recording, which was about our favorite Star Wars characters? And I so happen to have them right here next. Do you guys need um, a refresher on that? Yeah, I'm curious right. to see what I said. Okay, Luke, you did say Din Djarin was your number one, your favorite Star Wars character. Uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah, you're still sticking with it? Obi-Wan is it was your number two, and then Darth Maul was your number three. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, that still stands. Uh, Caleb, your number one was Obi-Wan. Has that changed? I mean, ask me tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> your number two is Ahsoka, and your number three is Rex. It's solid enough, top three. Still, still good with those top three. Yeah. Um, my I, top three would beat your top three in a fight. I think my top three have beat your top three in a fight. I mean, <laughs> Obi Wan and Ahsoka have both defeated Maul. So, and then uh, who would win in a fight, Obi Wan or Obi Wan? I think Ben. Oh, and you know that that would leave Rex to fight uh, Din Djarin. <laughs> yeah, I would. I love Rex, but Din is smoking him. Yeah, I was going to say that too. <laughs> He's eating him for lunch. Rex rode with the best Jedi. I'm sorry. So you know if he's getting into trouble, he's going to have Anakin swooping in or, or, or Ahsoka or Obi-Wan to come in and help him out. So, you know. Um, yeah, and Steve Kerr won three championships, but nobody talks about him. Everyone talks about Jordan and Pippin and Rodman. He didn't do anything. He's just there. He doesn't get credit for being there. Didn't he literally shoot the game or the championship clinching shot? Isn't that the entire story? You got like once. You hit one <laughs> shot and nobody shuts up about it. Oh, I watched Air. It's good. Speaking of um, uh, championships, yeah, I watched Air. It was good, but we're not <laughs> talking about Air. Speaking Look of at- things we watched, I finally watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, maybe we should do a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 revisited episode. No, at least, I mean, we, we could do that, but uh, we could do a recap, an, a year-end recap. But I'm sorry. You guys are, like, forcibly making me talk about other things besides (laughs) Ahsoka, which is what I want to talk about is Ahsoka, because in a matter of hours, we're going to be watching an episode, two episodes of Ahsoka. Um, My top three from way back when, and I stick with it, is uh, Luke Soka Kenobi. I'm still saying it. And and they just, uh, depending on what's on my screen, is what I decide uh, who is my favorite. So right now, Ahsoka is my favorite. (laughs) Absolutely. Because that's literally that's like one of your kids coming up to you and being like, who's your favorite? And then they say, oh, yeah, you're my favorite. And then kid two comes around and then goes, oh, yeah, I'm your favorite, huh? And then you just say yes. Well, I can neither confirm nor deny any of those things. So, you know, I'm just going to go on. I have to say, though. That I, I do, I will say Ahsoka is, is on top right now for me because I've been, I, I just binged through Rebels and then I picked up the essential Ahsoka Tano episodes from Disney Plus, uh, which I have to say were a great collection of Ahsoka episodes. Uh, some of them I would like to talk about with you guys. So um, I... Ahsoka has been around for so long. Like, we're going to talk about her this entire episode. I just want to dedicate this whole episode just to this character because I think she's magnificent. And I think that um, she has she has this tr- just this tremendous legacy in Star Wars, and she had really uh, sort of um, unexpected origins. No one ev- no one ever expected a character like this to come out of a an animated show. 
so I would just love to hear what you guys have to say. I have some more thoughts on her as a character, but as a character, just your general ideas, your general thoughts, general feelings about Ahsoka from the beginning. You guys really grew up with her uh, as kids and as a character. She's been around your fandom from the start. So what do you guys just tell me what you feel, what you think about Ahsoka Tano? Luke? I feel like Ahsoka Tano, not only did I grow up like with her, but I feel like we grew up together. Like I watched her from like a flippy little annoying alien in a skirt in that Clone Wars movie. <laughs> so like becoming a good friend of Luke Skywalker and potentially mentoring Grogu and becoming like a Jedi master, you know? So she is exactly what you would want out of, like if I was a parent and my parent was Ahsoka, I would be proud to have a daughter that, you know, started out somewhere and made their own choices and ended up somewhere where they were happy with because that's what it feels like for her. Like she's one of the only characters who I think actually got a happy ending in Star Wars. So far, yeah. Yeah, I'm really interested to see where the show goes and where it takes the character. But she has had so many ups and downs and quite a journey. But she ha- she is on an up note right now, right? Depending on where you were in, in your journey with her, that could be... Um, the opposite, right? Because there were times where we didn't even know if she is a character was going to continue because the Clone Wars got um, canceled at one point, right? So right now where we are with her, it is a happy place. And I love that. Caleb, how about you? She's one of your top three characters. What, what do you got? She sort of resembles why I enjoy storytelling as much as I do. Because when we're introduced to her, she's very much just sort of like a, a wall You can bounce things off of it, and it's not going to go anywhere. And then she was just so welcomed and so loved by so many people, not being a main character at all, that they gave her bigger things. They developed her as a character. They introduced all these crazy story arcs with her uh, being the center of it all. And she develops, like Luke said, we grew up with her, literally. Um, But she never had easy anything and she has a lot of on-screen time with super crazy characters like she's on screen with Ventress she's on screen (laughs) with all of the um I forget what they're called but um Darth Maul's people oh yeah the Dathomirians there you go she has all this crazy off-the-wall character shared screen time but that doesn't change who she was as a character. It just allowed her to grow and constantly adapt and just improve to where now we see her and she's sort of taken the baton and is carrying it quite literally to try and make things better and, and improve things. But she's doing it in her own unique way. She's not a Jedi, but she's also not not a Jedi. And it's just mm-hmm. a complexity of a character that you don't see as much because a lot of characters were just movies and then then they introduced them into animation and into side projects and stuff but her her, the introduction was completely different than a lot of other characters were shown and she's amazing yeah is there another character who started off in animation and is now getting their own live action series who like, had its origins f- from its beginnings in animation specifically? Well, what characters have gone from animation to live action before Ahsoka? Like, I know we're getting other, uh, I guess, Z- no, because Zeb came after we saw Ahsoka. Yeah, I, I thought of Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan started in animation and now she's in live action. And Bo-Katan um, introduced Din to Ahsoka, so I guess it would be her, yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I, I get your point, though, and and I agree with you. There is a very select few. There are many live-action characters that went to animation, right? You can say Anakin and Obi-Wan and uh, most of the prequel uh, era people, Maul. Um, 
Rex is another one, but Rex hasn't been in live action yet. He's just been into, I say yet because I, I, I'm sort of secretly hoping we get <laughs> Rex, um, a Rex cameo or maybe even more than that in the Ahsoka show. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not getting my hopes up. Um, go ahead. You were supposed to say something, Caleb? Yeah, I, I, I have the same hope. If you get more Rex and Ahsoka on screen, I just hope the chemistry is just as good as it was in animation because they're such mm. a sick like duo. You put them oh, two together and they have ultimate respect for authority, but they're not going to waver from their principles, you know? That season, the the last season, I think it's with the second to last episode with the uh, Order 66 and it's just <laughs> them two taking everybody on. That might be one of the best scenes in Star Wars. I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to bring up the Siege of Mandalore. And from the beginning, Rex and Ahsoka have this just wonderful chemistry in that arc. And it's it's not just in that arc. It's through the whole show. But... Um, remember when in the very first episode when they're going they're they're uh, landing in Mandalore and they're being attacked by the Mandalorians and they're in the gunships and then Rex has a jetpack and he goes oh I'm sorry I didn't think to bring you a jetpack and Ahsoka's like I don't need one yeah. I'll <laughs> race you to the bottom yeah. <laughs> and then Rex just gets this grin on his face right like this like I've missed you, Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have this incredible scene where she's just jumping from you know, plane to plane and stuff. Go ahead. One of the things that you just mentioned that makes me love the character so much more is she takes what she learns and she applies it. Like that mm-hmm. mannerism, that action, that grin probably was Rex remembering a young and rambunctious Anakin doing the same exact stuff and now his padawan's doing it you know so just yeah like that that's that's ahsoka she's such a smart character and she's so well done and there's nothing there's no loose ends about her other than the entire show which we don't know about but she's just so well written you know i think that she is the most uh comprehensive character in all of star wars right we I, I can't think of really another character off the top of my head anyway, maybe you guys can, that has been present in maybe not the real-time amount of storytelling of Star Wars, but if you look at in-universe storytelling, we have stories of Ahsoka that go back to her birth, which was apparently 36 years before the original star Wars. So, so uh, we're going to go with the battle of Yavin, right? So the first death star explosion, Ahsoka was 30, was born 36 years before that. So we, we have stories of that. We know that she was taken to the Jedi order as a, as a toddler by Plo Koon. And she was uh, assigned as Anakin's Padawan when she was 14. Then we've got years through the clone wars of her development. What we're talking about, you know, culminating with the, siege of mandalore then we've got her in rebels as a a young adult well maybe not a young adult but an an adult adult right um and if we're going off the mandalorian timeline which is like five years after return of the jedi if i'm doing my math right we're going to put her about 40 ish your early 40s so we've and we have stories and we've learned about her from the time she was a teenager to the time she's in her 40s. What other Star Wars character can you say that about? Palpatine. In a sense, but Palpatine, we picked him up in uh, as, a, as already an older, established person. And then, yeah, I mean, in canon, yeah, if you count Rise of Skywalker, that's a long time too. But I don't know that we know him as well as we know Ahsoka. No, absolutely not. But that's, that's a good point. I had not thought of Palpatine, yeah. Um, some of the things I love about Ahsoka is it, it's sort of steeped in that legacy in that time frame that we've known her. Um, and she reminds me of Qui-Gon Jinn, to be honest. She's like a maverick, yeah. like Qui-Gon. Cause you know, we, we have that line from Obi-Wan in Fa- the Phantom Menace. Like, oh, don't, don't, um, don't disobey the council again, master. You'd be on the council if, if, if you would just like, do what you're told basically. But, 
Qui-Gon doesn't, didn't do what he was told, right? He was, he had his own uh, interpretation of the force and his responsibilities. And he went with his convictions and so does Ahsoka. Well, he was supposed to be Anakin's um, master and Anakin, in my opinion, was the perfect master for Ahsoka because, you know, they were both very freewheeling and, you know, I think in the Clone Wars, you get a little bit of a mature, more mature Anakin than you do in the movies, um, mm-hmm. you know, which, like, when you think about it, it doesn't make too much sense, but don't read into that. Um, but if Anakin's the best master for Ahsoka, then it would just make perfect sense for Qui-Gon to be the master for Ahsoka Anakin. as well, because they're so similar. Ahsoka, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. And that's why I, I, I likened her to Qui-Gon, because I think it's ironic that she has many of those qualities, and it's because of Anakin. But then think about, she's got the impulsiveness that Anakin has and like the, um, the loyalty. She has the same thing. She's got that loyalty that Anakin, it was, it was Anakin's downfall was his inability to let go, but it's almost like Ahsoka's strength. Uh, and I find that uh, paradox pretty interesting. But then who's the other Jedi that she spent the most time with? Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. And he was trained by Qui-Gon. And she's got his wisdom. She's got his wit. That's, she's got the snarkiness. And one of the, cool, one of the coolest lines in, in the Siege of Mandalore is when she says something to Maul. And Maul just quips back with, oh, you've got Kenobi's arrogance. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, she does. She has, I wouldn't say equal parts, Anakin and Obi Wan, but like, imagine those are the, your two mentors. One is your is your master, and the other one is your is a mentor. Yeah. Um, ooh, and she's got qualities from both, so she's a bridge. She really is a bridge all the way from Qui Gon to who knows what going forward in the future. But I'm not ready to talk about the future yet. That's those. Those are my um. Those are my two cents about her and what I like about her as a character. And she also values the undervalued. And you see that in the Martez sisters um, uh, arc from season seven, which I think is really important to understand her time, her mindset after she left the Jedi order. Um, She learns a different perspective about the Jedi. And she even says to them while they're uh, doing that, that job for the Pikes run and spice, uh, she says, where I see people that need help, I'm going to help. And that's one of the qualities I love. And then you can see that also echoed in the Siege of Mandalore arc where she tells Rex, um, I'm, you know, these people may be willing to die. Like the cl- talking about the clones, right? The clones may be willing to die, but I'm not going to be the one to kill them. And then they spend the next 20 minutes trying to get off of that starship by stunning clones left and right. And she's defending and protecting and not attacking and killing. And, and what more of a Jedi can you ask for than that? Right. And this is a person that is, had left the Jedi order, quote unquote, she's it's, it's crazy. I think one of the big things with that is um, one of my, one of the quotes that I always go back to is that, um, the Jedi weren't meant to be soldiers, that they were keepers of the yeah. peace. Yeah. But most of the time when you see the Jedi in the Clone Wars and even in the prequels, they're soldiers. And Ahsoka yep. never knew any different, right? She was yep. brought in in the beginning of the Clone Wars, right? So she never knew any different. But she gave up that life and really did become a keeper of the peace. And I think you see that a lot because what other Padawan do we know like that survived all the way through? And, you know, even though she's not a Jedi was around the same category as a Jedi, I guess. Yeah. 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 Cause we don't, we know Obi-Wan as he's he, in episode one, he's no longer a Padawan, right? He passes his trials and um, yeah. Anakin was a Padawan and then no longer became a Jedi. So like that doesn't really count, but I can't think of anybody else who actually like got to experience being a Padawan that we got to see and live through, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, not not that we've been able to see. And and that's one of the things I love most about her as the character is we've been witness to all those milestones and those big moments. Uh, you know, we, we could talk about Kanan. You know, we don't have much of a story of him early on. We get to see, you know, his perspective of Order 66. Uh, he popped up in a, couple, in a Clone Wars episode as like a sort of a hologram standing next to Depo Balaba. And then we get him at the end of his life. Uh, but we don't, we don't see very much um, between between Order sixty six and where Rebels picks up. Um, so yeah, there's just not a ton of characters out there you can compare to going on this journey with Ahsoka. I would say in Cal Kestis a little bit, even though he sort of gives th- it all up, and he gets it back. I thought of Cal Kestis, but I haven't played the game, so I'm not familiar with his story as much as you might be, because I know you've you've played uh, those games, which people love. Um, what are some of what are some of your highlights about Ahsoka? And it doesn't have to be like a specific scene. It could be or line or it, I'm just thinking about like an attribute. Like, for example, mine is I love I love her lightsaber work. I don't I don't know if the if I just haven't paid enough attention. But when she's using her lightsabers, especially in the later part of um, the Clone Wars, it seems like she whips them around. It's like they they don't stand. They're not. They're just not straight. She's like she uses them so fast that it seems like they're almost like bending. And I just love the way I, I go back to the siege of Mandalore um, when she's jumping from ship to ship and she's like literally jumping on Mandalorians that are flying through the air, slicing their jetpack, and then jumping into a uh, onto a ship and then doing a flip into the into the carrier and like taking Mandalorians out with a, with like a split kick and then boom, she's, she's almost like she's cat like. So her ability to fight is just, uh, it's unbelievable. And then juxtapose that against like her calm confidence in rebels. Like she's almost Zen like with her lack of emotion in rebels, except for some very key scenes. Um, but that's some of the stuff that I, I was like highlights for me. What about for you guys? What are some highlights of Soka that you guys have? You mentioned her lightsaber ability and you said you default back to like the Siege of Mandalore. Every time I think of Ahsoka and her her lightsabers, first I think I'm a moth and just draw to the colors and to the lights of the actual <laughs> lightsabers and the variety she's had. She's one of the few that's been on screen with white lightsabers. She's had both red and green in a combination of the two at two different times. Like She just is very resourceful and maybe a little bit lazy with keeping her lightsabers and needs new kyber crystals all the time or something. But the second <laughs> thing that comes to mind is her fight, her lightsaber battle with Vader in it's rebels right mm-hmm. like yep, yep, yep. she's very obviously out muscled but she's not outmatched and she uses her yeah. like you said cat like abilities to use her resources again and make sure that she's not just going to get just incinerated with lightsaber or kicked through a wall or anything like that especially since she's not trying to kill him yeah right she was holding yeah. back in that fight and she held her own I think one of the things that I like most about her is the fact that she's never starstruck. She's been around so many legends, and you never see her look uncomfortable. She's never, like, overwhelmed by the moment, right? On the one of the battles of Geonosis, it's her and another Padawan who are given the entire task of saving all of them by going under a bridge and like sneaking through the entire palace on their own and she does it and she's just like yeah okay sounds good and um i forgot what was the other padawan's name barris offy barris god i hate her um but i know <laughs> but she wait is she like, the green one yeah with the dots yeah, with across the, the bridge of her nose and cheeks yeah but i remember she's like you know she wants to know every single detail about it and Ahsoka's like, no, let's just go. And, you know, there are like hundreds <laughs> of people's lives on the line. And Ahsoka's like, yeah, we're fine. We'll figure it out. Um, you know, she's... So Anakin, right? That's Anakin's influence? It is. It is. But I think Anakin's is almost disrespectful, while Ahsoka's isn't. 
she's just calm. Yeah. And, like, she walks around with Anakin, who's well-known at that point as the strongest Jedi, at least, like, yeah. with a lightsaber, right? Um, and Obi-Wan, who's one of the most established Jedi out there, and she's just walking around with them, and she's just, she fits in well. You know, she's been around Yoda, who's the greatest Jedi of all time, and he, she's just, again, just another day in the in the life of Ahsoka, right? You just made me think of another part of uh, Siege of Mandalore and the whole quality of that confidence and not being starstruck. She's literally having conversations with Mace Windu and Yoda. And she's like, what was it? It was, I can't remember. I, I apologize. And I just, I just watched it today um, where she's having a conversation and, um, I think it was. I think it was after she got Maul. I think she was after she captured Maul, and she because she was going to report that she had captured Maul, and she and Yoda says to her as a Jedi, you know, did you do this work as a Jedi? And she's like, not yet. She didn't buckle to any pressure from this rock star of a Jedi, Yoda. And then she's standing. He's standing right next to Mace Windu. Uh, and she, she says that she did it as a citizen, not as a Jedi. And then later on, there's some other conversation and she's asking for some information. And Mace Windu throws that word right back into her face. And it's just like, um, this is Jedi business, not for citizens. And it doesn't, uh, it doesn't phase her. It doesn't even affect her. Like you could tell that that was like, she didn't like it, but it would, she didn't go off into the corner and cry. Like she's like, okay, the, the, that's, you want to be like that. That's how you're going to be. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're talking to, at the time, Mace Windu and Yoda were the two greatest Jedi out there, like, the most well-respected, right? I think yeah. another thing that I love about her is her connection with kids. She's always loved kids. Even in the Clone Wars movie, there's the whole thing with Zero the Hutt's nephew <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And she's what, like, they call, uh, what do they call the baby hut? Stinky, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the whole time, she's just taking care of the baby, walking around. I remember having an action figure with the little baby in a backpack on Ahsoka. And God, <laughs> I wish I knew where that was. But she's always had such a connection with kids. And, you know, you see that with Grogu, which is the last time. Mm, yeah, her, that's true. Right? So all the way yeah. from yeah, yeah. the first time we see her until the last time we've seen her, she has a connection with kids. And you could say the same thing about Ezra, right? Ezra wasn't, you know, a little baby, but he was still a kid. and He was young, yeah. And she was very adamant. What's the last thing you hear her say at the end of Rebels? We have to find Ezra, right? Yeah, right. And so I've always loved that, especially because Star Wars is always like, at the end of The Last Jedi, you just see a kid force pull a broom over because it's just about the kids, right? The next generation. Yeah, yeah. And I love yeah. that she has such a strong connection with kids. Well, let's go with the, my, the next thing on my list was, was going to ask you guys if you had any uh, arcs for the Clone Wars that stood out to you guys as, as some of your favorites, knowing that you guys watched it as kids and then again as you grew up. Um, so Caleb, we'll start with you, but with, were there any arcs that you, the, the reason I'm, I'm asking about this is cause I am thinking of one specifically that has to do with kids. And that's what made me think of this was your comment, Luke. So Caleb, what about you? How about arcs, uh, from the clone wars or your, I, I, I think I'm going to jump in front of what you're already saying. So if I step on your toes, step on mine, that's more than welcome. Um, feel free because I have a long list of things I can list. It's the one where he she's taking the Padawans to get their lightsabers. Is that the one you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I think that's sort of just like the epitome of Ahsoka going, and it's supposed to be a seamless thing, no problems, and then all of a sudden she's literally trying to save the entire ship and make sure everything's still good, and all the while trying to keep a level head, and and she does. Thankfully, they prevail with minimal complications but i think that's one of my favorites because i just very much enjoy seeing padawans on screen further than just one or two at a time just because of trauma of padawans being in numbers you know <laughs> um so seeing ahsoka handle that not being a master jedi not being one of like 
the people on the council or anything like that. She's just one of them. She's just a couple years older, but with the responsibility of a Master Jedi and with the success rate of a Master Jedi, I just think it's a very complex but also very simple story that I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, me too. Uh, Luke, how about you? I love the episode, the arc with Saw Gerrera and his sister. Hmm. And I remember Ahsoka's teaching them how to use droid poppers to um, roll the droid poppers into the force fields of the droidicas. And that was such an interesting arc for me because she was more than just, you know, a helper. Like, she was learning from them. And a big thing Mm -hmm. was Anakin and Obi-Wan had to keep reminding her, like, you know, we're just helping them. We're not fighting for them. And you could see that it was hard for her because she wanted to help. But she was also learning that, you know, it could have very easily gone the other way where she starts believing in what Saw Gerrera is doing and starts following his footsteps, right? So I love that arc because it, when you, when you first watch it, you don't think of it that way. But I think as you see the growth, you think of it sort of as a test of her, right? Yeah, definitely. That's so, that's so funny. Cause um, it's sort of a loaded question, right? Like what, what are some of your favorite clone Wars arcs that have to do with Ahsoka and like all of the above, right? You, you literally could just pluck one out of the, the watch list and, and be like this one. <laughs> um, I watched a lot of Ahsoka episodes over the last week or so because of that essential uh, episode list on Disney plus. I have a question and I honestly don't know the answer to it. Did you guys ever end up watching the tale tales of the Jedi, those animated shorts that came out earlier this year? I did not. I think I watched them with you. I think you did. I remember watching specifically one that had to do with Duke. Yeah. 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 Um, Luke, you need to watch. You need to watch them. They're really good. They're really, really good. Um, yeah, I know. It's sort of well. I, I know. I watched. We didn't talk about it on the show or anything, but uh, yeah, it's definitely. They're not animated shorts in the sense that like they're like only four, five, six minutes. They're chunky, like twelve, thirteen minute. Some of them are longer than others, but the Ahsoka ones are especially interesting. And so, part of the essential episode list were clearly the the three tales of the jedi episodes um and i'm just gonna there's nothing really to spoil uh but i wanted to bring up one that was i think especially uh effective and it's really i don't have the title in front of me but it's the one where she's being trained by anakin there's this one specific one that that starts out as her as a younger one like not long after she probably met anakin and she's doing sort of like this lightsaber test with a droid you know those droids that like zoom around and they're like balls and they shoot little little blaster shots at people to to learn how to deflect Uh, so she's doing this yeah that same kind of droid so she's doing this in front of obi-wan in front of yoda uh, Debo Balaba and young Caleb Doom, Doom are there watching and it's a test for her and Anakin shows up late and everybody's like oh great job Ahsoka you did a really great job and then Anakin she uh, Ahsoka asks Anakin like so master what did you think he's just like you don't want to know what I think and he walks away and then he takes her to uh, a room full of clones and Rex is there and they circle up and around her and he's like, this is going to be your real test. And they just start shooting like stun blaster blaster shots at her. And the whole episode is her progressing through a, you know, getting older and just training with a circle of clones around her shooting at her. And Rex is there and, and she gets knocked out. She gets zapped and, and then she wakes up and she's like, well, how long was I out this time? And they're like, oh, you're only out for five minutes where before she was getting knocked out for like an hour. And then the last thing you see is um, the siege of Mandalore, where they're walking out to face that battalion of clones. And God, that we is, all know what happens after that. That is poetic. Yeah. You, you would love it. You'd absolutely love it. And it's, it's just, it's such a nice little filler 
to sort of fill in some gaps. Uh, and, oh, it's just, it's just so good. Um, so those are definitely good. But you know what else they put on this list was um, uh, one of the very first episodes of The Clone Wars, which was the, remember the ship, The Malevolence? The episode's called Rising Malevolence. It's the one that would shoot like that. The ion that cannon. circular, the ion cannon. That's right. So it would shoot this thing out. It would just like disable all the, the things. First episode and, of Clone and Wars, isn't it? It listed as the second. Oh, it's a season one, oh, episode two. But it is part of an game. arc. Oh, that's you know what? That's one of my favorite Clone Wars episodes with uh, with the three clones mm-hmm. and Yoda yeah. on on that planet. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. Um, so yeah, she's in charge of like she she disobeys orders, and then Anakin like sort of teaches her how to disobey orders so that they can go save Plo Koon. Uh, from because he's in an escape pod with some with some yeah, clones yeah, that yeah, are just yeah. out there. I remember, and he like could just breathe in space because he's like a cyborg. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the so there's that one, and then there's another one where they show her that she's like in her first command, where they have to sort of bust through this blockade to get um, uh, supplies to Ryloth. And she's in charge of a of a battalion of I think Y wings, and she doesn't do very well, and they just get obliterated. So she sort of learns like uh, how to be in charge of more, you know, more than just herself, right? Uh, so that that's a it was a really interesting episode. Um, then they included two episodes. It's the one remember where she gets abducted by like this group of Trandoshans she, that they yeah. take them to this just like fight her way they out, take her yeah. to this planet to be hunted. Yeah, like they, they have a planet where they hunt people and she finds other Padawans or previous younglings. Yeah. So so these are like episodes that I hadn't really thought about very much. Uh but they put them on this essential list and I think it it, it was a really good look for them to do. There's there's um, one that um it's when they're coming back from Geonosis and there's that like worm that takes over their brains and even then she doesn't want to kill the clones that are taken over and she doesn't want to hurt her yep. friends or anything and that is years before the siege of Anvil. Such a gross episode with that worm going in through. Now, so there was one other arc that I was inspired to watch. That wasn't on the essentials, which I thought was interesting, but I guess they wanted to keep it to a um, like a decent amount of episodes. But I thought of this arc, and I ended up finding enough time to watch it. It's the Mortis arc. Do you guys remember this? Can't forget it because this ep- these this arc is wild. It's the one where they're just sort of like inexplicably taken to this Force planet, and it has the father oh, yeah. and the son and the daughter. And the daughter is like the light side and then the son is the dark side. And um, she literally dies in one of those episodes. Like she's poisoned by the dark side and the daughter has to give her life force. So if you have, <laughs> if depending on how you look at things like Ahsoka, has she died twice? If she died on Mortis and was brought back by the daughter, then she fought Vader and was saved by Ezra. That's never really been explained. But my question to both of you guys is: Has she died twice? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one more yeah, than Palpatine. You're okay with that? <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, what do you think? Has she died twice, or or did or was Mortis a figment of her imagination? Did she never really die in against Vader? Is Ahsoka, the show coming out before or after those? After. There you go. She didn't die. If she was dead, she wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just you're just ignoring the mystical side of the uh, of, of Star Wars, the Clone Wars yes. and Rebels. Only when it sees <laughs> fit to push my agenda. Um, we already talked about the, the, the arc with the sisters and we've talked a lot about the siege of Mandalore, but the other arc, of course, that was included in the, in the clone wars portion of the essential episodes was when she, when she leaves the Jedi order. So the last, um, I believe the last four episodes, or is it three episodes, four episodes, 
of uh, season five. And we were talking about this the other day. So season five was still being released weekly on, um, I think it was Cartoon Network is with the original network that it was being shown on. Or was it on Disney XD at any point? No, 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 because Disney bought it. So that was Rebels was on Disney right, XD. Right. Clone Wars. You can fact check me, but I'm I we would be willing to bet my Ahsoka lightsabers that it was Cartoon. All right. So, don't quote <laughs> me on that. I'm going to edit that part. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think there was Cartoon Network uh, because when Disney bought and this whole it sort of wraps up into my whole my whole point of bringing it up that that arc when she left the Jedi Order were the were the last four episodes of season five and shortly after Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm and they canceled the Clone Wars. <laughs> it, do I get to? I see you googling it. Do I get to keep my Ahsoka? Can I lie to you and say no? I keep them. No, you have to tell you me to the keep truth. them. It was on Cartoon Network. Yes, you're such a nerd. Yes. You're such yes. a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I love you too. <laughs> uh, so, could you just like imagine? Like, you guys were still pretty young, so I don't know that this really hit you in the way that it hit other people. But Ahsoka Tano had just walked away from the Jedi Order, and the show gets canceled. <laughs> there was an entire like internet movement hashtag save the clone wars save ahsoka uh it was incredible and there was an unknown for quite a long time before then they announced rebels and we didn't you know we didn't know what was going on it was just a big thing so it was pretty interesting um the real life dynamic behind you know all this. what but yeah so that I was respect it i respect it what a top tier troll they said let's Drop this bomb and <laughs> just let it simmer forever. No, that's some next level hating. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they did like this mini season where they had like um, it was called the Lost Missions. So it was sort of like season six, and they put it on Netflix because they were practically already done. So they just finished, and it was like the one where where Yoda uh, like talks to Qui Gon and then fights evil Yoda. Do you guys remember those? It was on. That episode it was, was terrifying. Uh, it wasn't a full season. You yeah, know, Dad, can you do me a uh, favor anyway. real quick? Can you reach to your right and pass sure. me that soapbox? I, I have to I have to get something off my chest. Can you pass that to me? Oh, I love it when people stand on soapboxes. There, it. there it is. Disney needs to just put the Clone Wars in chronological order. I don't know why they leave it the <laughs> way they have it. It's it's been in a blender for long enough. Just just fix it, please. I know. I have a question. I agree with you. What's okay. a soapbox? <laughs> yeah, I'll pass it to you. Here, you can inspect it. Well, it's quite literal, and it's it's a box full of soap. The question that I would ask is, why do people stand on it when they want to, like, drive home a point or go on a of rant? Of all things, I would. That's my. Point. I mean, have you seen Dead Poet Society? Stand on a desk. Stand on a chair. <laughs> like, soapbox. I mean, doesn't do anything. You know, did I have I told you guys that I recently just watched Dead Poet Society for the first time? And ever. how much did you love it? Bro. It was good. It was a good movie. It's phenomenal. It was good. What do you want me to say? This is an Ahsoka Tano episode. I'm not talking about you can Dead still Poet say Society. Your honest opinion about it. Don't lie to us and say it's just good. It is amazing. That film is phenomenal. I am in my late 40s, and I had never seen that movie, so I am not going to spoil anything about it, even though it's been out since 1987, I think. so. But I'm not going to be the one to spoil anything. But I will tell you this. I knew I had seen the final scene, so I had seen that. So I, I knew it was coming. And then I also knew about a very the very dramatic uh. plot point that led to the final scene. I just didn't know who was the plot point. So I'm really trying not to spoil it because I do think that those two things sort of took a little bit of the air out of, but I did really appreciate the performances and Robin Williams was, was a classic. I mean, you could just say it's the white guy. (laughs) (laughs) Only white guys. Um, Okay. Let's get Back on track. <laughs> We're getting back on track to Ahsoka. Uh, so 
I, I talked to you guys about the essential episodes. That was pretty much the last thing. Of course, they do include all of the a lot of important episodes about Rebels, but we talked about Rebels last week. Um, and then they also include the Mando episode with Grogu and Ahsoka, as well as the Book of Boba Fett. So um, that leads us up to the show. And literally, the show is going to be hitting Disney Plus and the world in a matter of hours. And I would love to hear what you guys, um, where you are at with the show, what you're thinking, uh, what are, you know, we don't typically go into like speculation and stuff. And, and, you know, I do temper my expectations a lot, but I'm excited. I'm excited about the show. And I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about going into now this next eight episode show. I can tell you that the feeling I have had around Star Wars over the last three, four weeks have been it's been like movie level for me and there's nothing else that i get more excited about than a star wars movie and this show and i think it has everything to do with the fact that it's ahsoka and that it also does involve rebels characters uh and i'm so hyped i haven't been this hyped and i love mandalorian i loved andor i loved kenobi i love all these shows but i have to i can tell you uh, I am more hyped for this show than I have been for any other Star Wars show that has come out. And we haven't had a movie, so I'm going to include movies in that as well. So uh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what Dave Filoni has in, in store for us. I'm excited for what it could mean for the future because of the Rebels connections and where it's taking place on the other side of Rebels. So what do you guys think about uh, the show coming up here in hours? Have I mentioned hours? I'm not as excited as it should be. I I don't know why. I just I haven't really been paying that much attention to it. Um I've been watching I can tell you why. I can tell you why. Hockey. <laughs> I and that's definitely has something to do with it. I've been on like a super big documentary kick lately. Um, Love it. Like actual I, documentary yeah. or like dramatized? I I think all of them are dramatized to be honest. But I mean, I don't know. Just lots of different documentaries. Um, oh, the other night, I the other night I walked in the room and you were watching a documentary about the the America's yeah, Cup yacht from racing. the 1980s. Sick. That wasn't <laughs> yacht racing. Yeah, you really have. But I don't. <laughs> I don't kick. think I'm as excited for it as I was for Mandalorian season two or three because I think that's the most excited I've ever been for a Star Wars project. Um, with that being said, though, I'm sure. Once the first two episodes drop, I'm gonna drop everything and then just totally binge that. So, well, I've I'm excited enough for the both of us. So I I'm sure you're gonna jump on board here, like you said. Once the first two yeah, I'm drop. I'm in a similar boat to Luke, but it's not for the same reasons. Of course, busyness is a, a factor, but I think it's because there are so many different things, so many different directions they can take it. They've made it clear that they're going to take it a certain direction with the storyline, but there are just so many questions that I have that instead of waiting and anticipation, waiting on like the edge of my seat for it to come out, I'm just waiting for it to come out whenever it does. Um, Thankfully it is in a couple hours, but they have rebels characters already confirmed to be in it. Some not confirmed, but the question that I have is there's an extra Sindula in there. And I want to know yes. if that's going to be touched on at all. And that's been something that I've thought of a lot since you started your Rebels rewatch. I love Kanan. I love the ghost. And that's the family of the ghost, not just the ship. Um, but yeah. I think the thing that I'm looking forward to the most, and I mean this with the most sincerity possible... I am so excited to be a next-level hater. But uh. not for not for the reasons that you think. I can't wait to be a hater to the haters. The people who are going to nitpick this, that, and the other. Like, just shut up and enjoy it. It's going to be a love it. wild ride. A wild ride. I love it. <laughs> love it it is going to be a wild ride <laughs> you did a little uh, f- a flippy flip there um uh what's it called uh, like reverse psychology yeah. you're trying to scare me there weren't you um i'm too quick for that i'm too quick for that i 
I wrote down three names under my notes for this part of our conversation and about uh, Ahsoka and, you know, the show going forward. And, and I'm going to, I'll give you the names here in a second, but first of all, I'm excited because it's Ahsoka. I'm excited because we're moving forward somewhat. I love to know more about what happens in this post return of the Jedi galaxy. And the Mandalorian has really scratched that itch. Of course, the sequels have scratched that itch as well. But there's this really big gap between Return of the Jedi and um, and The Force Awakens, 30-year gap. The Mandalorian has has gone through three, three seasons of that. Book of Boba Fett gave us a little bit of a taste. And Ahsoka, I'm assuming, is in that same Mandalorian time frame. Um, and I'm excited to see what this means for the galaxy going forward even post potentially post rise of Skywalker, because we know that there's a Dave Filoni movie that's coming up. That's going to involve all these like Mandoverse characters. So I'm interested to see where that's going to go. And is that going to tie into future stories about the Jedi order and Ray Skywalker? And because we know there's going to be a movie coming out about that post rise of Skywalker. I, and, and here's where the names come in here. The three names that I wrote down in my in my John notes. Kennedy, Bob Ezra. <laughs> Why did you just have those lock and loaded? Yeah, those are just the first three names I could think of. <laughs> That's kind of concerning. <laughs> Do it again. Did you say Robert Kennedy or John Kennedy? John Kennedy. Wait, Rob Kennedy. Nobody talks about Rob Kennedy. Not Robert yeah, Kennedy. So you, you said John yeah. Kennedy? <laughs> okay. But I'm impressed you did come up with this very quickly. But no, not... Did I also tell you that I watched Air? I, I already mentioned yes. that, right? Great film. I already watched Air. Yeah, it was John Michael Kennedy Jordan. and Bob Saget really in good. Air. <laughs> Bob Saget was not in Air. Um, okay, so my three names are Ezra, Sabine, and Jason Sandula. I also thought about Jason Sandula because they showed him at the end of Rebels. They have not included anything no. about him in the marketing, and I think yeah. that that is fantastic. I'm super. It, it means one of two things: they're either going to completely forget about Jason Sandula and not and not do anything about that and just sort of leave it in the Rebels uh, epilogue, <laughs> or they're they're holding back and they're that is where i will become an actual hater because i think it's a perfect time for them to just sprinkle it a little bit more whatever it is just give me a give just give me a taste just just a little bit just enjoy the ride it's gonna be a crazy ride man not said wild ride thank you it's gonna be wild i actually think i said wild ride but um i'm excited to see what happens about ezra if he's going to be in in a, a part of it in any meaningful way because ezra has uh the potential to be man where he ended in rebels he, he has the potential to yeah. be an excellent jedi and if not a jedi some some type of like moving forward in the galaxy uh, but i hope he's some some kind of a jedi and they're really 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 playing up the whole master and apprentice side of things with a lot of online ads and TV commercials really where they're uh, highlighting a master and apprentice relationship throughout all of star Wars and they're linking it to Ahsoka and Sabine. So I'm yes, I never really got the, I, uh, the feels that she's a force sensitive character from rebels, but I also didn't get the feels like that she wouldn't be. She's a Mandalorian. She's an incredible warrior. She learned to use the light, the the dark saber. She has Ezra's lightsaber. Um, so I'm all on board. If you want to make her a Jedi, she would be a magnificent Jedi, especially with the Mandalorian connections that she has. And then again, going back to Jason Sandula, clearly Kanan Jarrus' son, uh, and and these three characters, you couple them up with like um, Grogu, potentially Finn. Uh, and Ahsoka leading them all or being a part of moving all this, these people going forward and her legacy connections to Obi-Wan, Anakin and Qui-Gon that we talked about earlier. I don't know. I'm just excited for this guys. I am <laughs> just excited. 
to see what what not just the, the the show, but like what this means to Star Wars going forward. To me, like in my head, canon, Ezra and um, Thrawn have just been in like a fist fight this entire time, and they're just <laughs> like they're gonna find them in some tiny little corner of the galaxy. And they're both just going to be beat up. And they're like, oh, come on. I almost had him. Like, give me one more round with the guy. What Marvel movie? What Marvel and movie every- is it where they have the guy falling for what's like actually like five minutes, but it feels like forever? I think it's Doctor Strange who does it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you had me yeah, falling when, for five minutes. Is it Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. That's what I'd like to think. Like, yeah. they're just going to cut to them <laughs> fighting and fighting. This actually been like 10 years. They've aged poorly. And they've just been like slowly progressing to a slower pace of punches. And at the beginning, it was just like a full on brawl. And now it's just like once every like six months. They're just like, okay, time out, time out. Time in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> water break, water break. Well, well, this was everything I hoped it would be. I sat here talking to you guys about Ahsoka for close to an hour and I can't think of uh, many other things that could be better to use my time for than to sit here and talk to you guys about Star Wars and Ahsoka. And here we are. We're now literally on the brink of, uh, of the show. Um, also, everybody listening to this, I'm sure already knows, but don't don't be thrown the curveball because originally these shows were supposed to come out on Wednesdays, like all the other Disney Plus shows. But they recently announced that they will be that they will be dropping Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. on Disney Plus, which I think is a great idea because it's sort of like the HBO model. Remember when we were sitting there and we were watching like Last of Us? We yeah. we, we were there. House of the Dragon. Remember that video somebody put on Twitter of like an entire apartment complex in in New York, and all the windows were changing, the lights uh, were changing at the same time because everybody yeah. was watching House of the Dragon. That's this kind of thing where people can all be like, "Oh, we're gonna let's go watch Ahsoka at six p.m. on the West Coast, uh, wherever you might be." Translated to you, your time zone. But yeah, I'm excited because I know that every Tuesday night for the next few weeks, I'll be coming home. And uh, I'll be saying to mom, hey, honey, let's watch Ahsoka. And that's uh, while you guys are on the ice <laughs> practicing with, with little ho- hockey I'm players. I'm happy about it, to be honest, because I kind of, you know, I'm a bit of a hater myself. And I enjoy <laughs> the fact that all the people on the East Coast had to watch it at three in the morning or the next day. <laughs> and not that it did anything to benefit me, to be honest, this probably benefits me more, but I would be okay keeping the later time if it made it harder for everybody else. I understand what you're saying. I do not condone or, or uh, sign off on that, but I, I understand what you're saying. So thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, Robert Kennedy would like <laughs> to talk to you. You know what else I just finished watching? Uh, Something with Bob Saget. Legend of Korra. That last season was Mm. weird. I've never seen it. You mean bad instead of weird? Then, like, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. See, like, I tried really hard to like it. It's not easy to like. No. One of these days we should do an Avatar show because they're doing a whole Avatar universe and they're going to be making a Netflix show live action. They're going to be making a continuation uh, Avatar animated movie. So yeah, we've got the Spider-Verse, the Mando-Verse, the Avatar-Verse, the Colby-Cast-Verse. Yes, the all... (laughs) Ooh, I like it. All right. Well, unless you guys have any final thoughts, I'm going to wrap this up. And um, yeah, any final thoughts? No, we're good. All right. Luke. Oh, Luke looked like he had something to say, but he's 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 thinking twice about it. So I'm going to take that as a good thing and just say thank you all for listening. I hope you guys have all uh, enjoyed uh, our show. And this is Colby reminding you. Go watch Ahsoka. You can find the Colby cast on Twitter and Instagram at the Colby cast. If you're wordy, like me, you can send an email to thecolbycast at gmail.com. 
please subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is not endorsed by anyone or anything for that matter. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Colby cast, unless otherwise indicated. That'll do, donkey. That'll do.